What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to episode four of the Way Die podcast. I'm Tony Yates, and that was Torn Confidence. In this episode, we're going to talk to Torn Confidence about what it's like playing their music both inside and outside of Evansville, as well as their aspirations for the band. Uh, they give us a little bit of a peek inside the industry, going through the release of their EP, the making of their music video, and more. Uh, the band, minus their bass player, Gage Otto, uh, who wasn't able to make the trip, sat down with me in my humble recording studio on the north side of Evansville, which is essentially my dining room table. And we had a great conversation that I hope you'll be into. Let's get right to it. All right, everybody, we are here with Torn Confidence, a metal band that plays in Evansville, Indiana. So I just want to kind of get to know you guys, and uh, we'll start here to my left. Could you just give us a little bit about yourself, your name, how old you are? Uh, Tyler Peterson, I'm 21, I play guitar, I work a lot and play music. Uh, my name is Jacob Wallace, I'm the vocalist, uh, I'm 21, and I fix computers when I'm not playing music. I'm uh, Tristan, I am the drummer in the band, I just do music right now, <coughs> currently that's like my life, so. Uh, I'm Chad Zachary, Chadrick Zachary, I'm 27, I also play guitar, I, uh, I also work a lot as well, yeah. and play. So. I hear you. Well, that's kind of what's cool about playing in bands kind of at this stage in your guys' life. You're obviously in situations where you got to, you know, pay whatever bills you have and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but making time for what you like and getting into the music is, is really cool. And it's a, it's a fun thing to do, um, you know, especially when you're, when you're a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk about kind of your guys' sound. So I would definitely say that, that you're a metal band. But what suffix or prefix do you normally like to tag on to that? So many subgenres. Probably, probably the closest would be metalcore. Uh, we have some like, dare I say, gent influences, okay, like yeah. architects and periphery. Uh, but yeah, metalcore. Yeah. You know, we have some hardcore moments, but it's melodic metalcore. Mostly metalcore songs that tell stories. They have heavy breakdowns and yeah. a lot of choruses, and pretty much just they have a beginning and an end. It's a story. Well, that's cool that you that you say it like that. Whenever I heard you guys' music the first time, when Jacob contacted me about being on the podcast, number one, I I noticed, and I was telling my wife this that I said yes before I listened to you guys' music. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, because I'm trying to like line up as many as I can. <laughs> so we were sitting up uh, putting my kids' IKEA bed together, which took forever, and I was like, all right, well, let's just <laughs> let's jam through this EP real quick and see what it sounds like so i started with disintegrate the the song the title track the thing rips off with a breakdown in the beginning i'm like this is great this is fine like i'll be able to talk to these guys about some some different musical influences i whenever people ask me what you sounded like i said it kind of reminded me of like as blood runs black or even even into um like we were talking about before i'm like my children my bride with a little bit more melodic stuff which which is cool so so we talked a little bit about your musical influences individually so whenever you're coming together to make the band up whenever you're saying you know this is kind of the direction i want to go what's like the number one band the the thing that i think was funniest about it is when we started we didn't know what we were going to do we had a bunch of off the wall music um, like we had like one song that was almost considered punk pop. We had one that was kind of southern rock. We just had a bunch of different ideas that we were throwing basically in a pot and see what stuck. We just knew we wanted to do like hard rock or metal. Yeah. That's pretty much the main goal. And then really we found Chad and Chad lead, led us in a different direction that we wouldn't have normally found on. Introduced us to a lot of really cool new music that kind of butted into what we are now. As far as influences go, I'd say mostly wage war, mm-hmm. architects, angry, but at the same time, melodic. Yeah, and you mentioned Chad taking a different way. 
the first thing that I noticed when you guys started playing is he shreds. Dude's really good. So you guys have to listen to it. You can hear. In fact, I even saw a couple of videos on YouTube of you guys just playing out. And that's the first thing that I was thinking. I was like, this dude shreds. So really good. And that kind of, whenever you're playing like that, that takes you in direction. You know, if you have a really strong suit in the band, you know, somebody that kind of knows where to start that helps out a lot so it sounds yeah. like sounds like you're a bit of a rock for him so great great and job def- there. definitely like tyler definitely we and him fit so well <clears throat> he has a lot of i don't know how to explain it like really good low end where i can build off of which is very very strange because normally i don't work well with anybody yeah <laughs> so um i wanted to talk to a little bit about what your guys's songwriting process is like i think Myself, having played in bands, um, you know, through the first decade of 2000, that's one thing I always had a really hard time with, coming up with an idea, you know, whether you're going to start lyrically or how you put it together. So um, who kind of takes the lead on it? I know you guys said that you work together. It depends. Uh, Up until recently, (laughs) it's it's changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It used to, it was all him. Formerly, I wrote the majority of the music, and I wrote it in this most basic form. Yeah. Like, just bare bones. This is the direction that I want. And I would send it out to everybody, and I, the reason I did it as basic as I could was so everybody could put their own spin on it, right. and it became what it is. But here recently, everybody's been throwing it in at practice, and it's just been kind of snowballing into great, great material. Yeah. yeah. And I believe we're going to keep writing that way because you just get the most diverse. Everybody has their own angle. And that's cool, too, because everybody can kind of feel like they have a hand in the, fin- the finished product, you know what I mean? Correct. Um, yeah, so that's very cool. And, I, and kind of along those same lines, I was wondering, you know, whenever you guys started out with music, is it something that you just picked up and taught yourselves, or was there any type of training that you guys had? Uh, no. I think when the first Guitar Hero came out is when, no, really, that's when I started playing guitar. That's like, what, that's what caused like me to want to play too. Yeah. yeah um, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I would say like Guitar Hero is like a big factor of making us want to play. <laughs> that's awesome. Like we're all that's crazy. We're, we yes. all play. We all play video games. Like I'm primarily self-taught too. I've had a I've had a few lessons, but like I've just taught myself how to play. Uh, drums and I, I dabble in other stuff but for this band I just play drums and being self-taught has made me like you pick up some bad habits but you also mm-hmm. kind of find your own identity that's like yeah you have your own sound and that's contributes to making a better for the band that's really cool and I think that's a good uh, a good concept with with you know people coming up with Guitar Hero and stuff like that I mean that probably pulls a ton of people in with something I never mm-hmm. thought about before so I also want to talk about your guys's EP release show that was on the fourth of this month this is February, if you happen to be listening to this at a different time. But uh, February 4th, you had a show, and I want to talk to my um, aged rocker fans a little bit on the podcast, because I uh, I was talking to the guys a little bit beforehand, and uh, I had sworn off going to shows when I turned 30 years old. I said, I can't go anymore. Too old. I can't do it. But whenever I saw they were doing one, I said, this is a perfect time for me to kind of get to know the music that they're doing kind of get to know the scene that they're coming up in. So I went, and uh, I was definitely the old guy. Podcast friend Clayton Long went along with me, so we kind of threw off the median age of the show for sure. But uh, whenever I walked in, you know, it was a really good atmosphere. Everyone was super nice. And across the bands, there was a lot of different sounds. Do you guys normally find yourself playing with people that have vastly different sounds than you, or is it usually like a pretty close show? We, I usually... 
usually do most of the booking, and I try to get us on shows that are normally like that. Uh, for this show, though, because it was Super Bowl Sunday, I just decided to pick bands that were really good friends with us. And just so I knew that we'd have a fun night regardless of what the turnout was or what. That definitely happened with that show. So. Yeah, so the first band that played, uh, Deer Madness, right? Yep, is that what they were? Yeah. So those guys, it was cool. They were from Madisonville, which is where I grew up and started playing. Shout out to the Madisonville VFW that I played a lot of rock <laughs> shows at. But, uh, but yeah, so whenever um, I got there, it was cool to see that they were from there. And then the, uh, the band that came up next was Insectriarchy which was a death metal band. And I think that they are good, like, it's a good way to look at death metal. I think a lot of people um, see stuff like that and think, man, these are like some really scary dudes. Mm -hmm. Whereas you guys, not to say anything, but you guys look like pretty normal guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. But once you break off into that, I think it's really scary for people. But these guys, nicest guys in the world. So mm -hmm. shout out to Insectriarchy. They're really nice. So these are people that you guys are, are good pals with or played with before. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing about uh, Insectriarchy is uh, their guitarist actually tried out to be our guitarist. Yeah. Uh, but we found Chad. I knew Alex and Connor were looking for a guitarist. And I was just like, hey, this guy's looking for a band. And it just turned out that they were just perfect for each other. So That's it worked, awesome. worked pretty well. Yeah, there's a lot of good relationships that are built, um, you know, whenever you're talking about, I'll use the term loosely, but whenever you're talking about a scene or, or you know, a group where people are playing shows together, there's a lot of trading ideas and even people like you just mentioned, you know, back and forth with guitar players and stuff. So that's really cool. I also want to talk about um, kind of the way that show went and if that was like a normal show for you, because I do know it's Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, that is going to make it uh, a little bit, you know, everybody want to get their, their football in. Yeah. But um, but is that a normal show for you guys? Because one thing I want to talk about, you guys have some pretty heavy breakdowns. You know, stuff that takes you back to the real wild pit days. Is that something that still happens or, like, people still in your shows normally, like, breaking each other apart? Or do you pretty much have a pretty mellow following? Occasionally we get some good pits going it depends uh, on how you're feeling that night. it depends on <laughs> yeah, yeah how i'm yeah, feeling really and, uh, going sometimes, so. it really depends a lot on the location that you're at too because <clears throat> every place is different yeah, yeah yeah and every place has different people going to it and what bands you play with and a lot of times like the, the scene is just different in every city yeah. that you go to right right yeah, yeah i know whenever um we go to uh you know shows at the hatch or 1123 r.i.p to both those places but um but yeah, it was wild, and it's always hard to explain to people exactly what happens there. People think of a mosh pit, they think of, you know, your average uh, push mosh thing at a big yeah. show, and these yeah. guys are wild, man. I mean, shout out to uh, anyone with the last name Long, a couple of other people. You know, you got to watch out. These people will just take your heads off. You know, yeah. music is so, it's so much, um, yeah, and I agree with you guys. It's definitely different depending on where you go. Kind of wrapping into that, I had never been to PG before. Um, but it seemed like really nice folks oh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think what's cool about that place is it's very intimate, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think in the, you know, 30 or 40 shows I played throughout my life, I played on a stage maybe five times. <laughs> so it, that's kind of the same thing there, you know, you're really right out there with people. So is that your guys' preferred type venue? Or? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like, I like that place a lot. It's super homey. Todd's really cool. He's the yeah. owner of it. Very, very, very cozy. Good food. And it's up in your face as opposed to, like, yeah. being on a stage. Because sometimes with being on a stage, Stage, people can like hide in the back and yeah. it's okay but when you're on floor level i feel like that's usually the better shows yeah and i saw you guys recently played in chicago right yeah 
So tell me about some of the other places that you guys have played. If- <laughs> well, that weekend, when we played at PG, that was the third show in a, in a weekend-long run. We did Louisville, and then we did <clears throat> Chicago, and then Evansville, hometown show at PG. Yeah. Louisville, skate we played park. at a skate park, right? Skate yeah. park. And we were set up on like basically ramps. The sound it was like we didn't we couldn't hear each other, but the sound out was pretty sounded yeah. gnarly. Chicago yeah. was weird because mm-hmm. it wasn't like your regular venue. It was yeah. like basically this dude has a party and then bands play at it. So You've like seen the show Shameless. That's pretty yeah. Much what we played. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. That's an accurate description. I mean, which it was, was awesome. Cool. Which yeah. Was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the great. dude gave us tacos. He gave us beer. It yeah. was it was a good time the only thing that sucked was we played later than expected but we were okay after we yeah and that's cool like kind of the the diy mentality of of breaking a band from the start and there are a lot of uh basements and somebody's dad's house that's not there (laughs) you're playing that or whatever most of my career we played in uh you know like friends basements or i say career that's that's an incredibly loose way to say what (laughs) what i did but anyway whenever i was playing that was you know the majority of it and like i said call back to like the uh madisonville vfw and stuff like that but uh, we got called out a lot to you know because those were in the days of myspace um, <laughs> yeah i don't know if you guys are familiar with MySpace. oh yeah i used myspace, I used MySpace yeah. till facebook got cool when you were on myspace and people used to talk crap about facebook it's like oh we're going to facebook and it's like no that's boring you know we can yeah we can put music on here and we can decorate our thing whatever yeah. and then it's like facebook started popping off as soon as we got into middle school and high school and the cool thing about myspace is it school. it made like a really uh there was like a real network of bands that would play yeah. and then again to use another loose term people promoters or people that would book shows which were essentially just somebody the new A band usually mm-hmm. would always send out to your MySpace, hey, you know, we heard you and you want you to play the show, and you just never knew where you were going to end up. Mm-hmm. Whenever <laughs> they just give you an address, you bring all your stuff, and it it might be outside, inside, it's just mm-hmm. insane. But that's kind of the fun of it, you know, not knowing what's going to go on. Like, sounds pretty awesome. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah, like big like big bands now, you know, they they know they know what's going to happen. They know like. They're booked at a place that they've heard of. They go there. They chill in the back. They come out and play a show. Whereas what's really cool about you guys, and this is one thing I want to talk about with playing at PG, is I noticed that every band was out for every other band, which I think is a really cool thing and really you know helping each other out is, mm-hmm. is a big part of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Something we always do. Yeah, we I feel like do. it just makes you look bad yeah. if, like, you're playing and you don't see like another band there, but you stayed for their band. I just feel like we should always watch the other bands because just kind of rude, if not. I think. Yeah, we try. We try really hard to like. It, it, of course, there's times when like you can't, you can't, and it's understandable. But like, you know, no one wants to be that guy that like they show up. You know, they're in the band that they're with, and they bring all their people, and then they play, and then they kind of leave, and all their friends leave, and that's yeah. no one likes that. Yeah. yeah. It's not cool. It's not a respectable thing. And that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it happens more than you think, you know. But, like, the good thing about this PG show is we booked it with friends so that no matter what happened, like Jake said, we were going to have a good time. We were going to yeah. support each other. You guys could just hold a joint practice and probably have a great time with yeah. people that you know. Oh, yeah. And kind of taking that into um, the next topic, I kind of wanted to see... For you guys, is, is the band something you guys want to take on to like a professional level, where Absolutely. you know something you're getting paid for? Or is it kind of a hobby for any of you? Oh yeah, this is something it's about. a hobby right now. But if it turns into a career, we'll think it's a lot cooler. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, where yeah. we're at with it. I'm yeah. shooting for the stars right now. It's right? like a 
it's a very expensive hobby, I would say. Uh, but we are shooting for it to be professional if it happens. But like, if we never get a deal, we never strike a world tour, whatever it is. Like, we're happy, you know, just playing right. on the weekends, doing what it, mm-hmm. what we've been doing. Like, it's it's fun. So and yeah, they don't call it a dream for no reason. Right. And you used to play, you know, being up on stage for thirty, forty five minutes is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. It's awesome, especially if you can if you can see looking out into the crowd, there's like a person that you don't know and they like it. I think that is like oh, goosebumps, man. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> part of it, right? Because like you know, you're, whenever you're playing shows like that, your friends are there, everybody else. But if you can say like, I see a person that I don't know that came to my show that paid to see us and they actually are enjoying it, like that's a that's, that's a really incredible feeling. Yeah. Right. Even if it is just one person, like the Chicago show, like we were mad at the beginning just because how late we played, but then like. We played and like three people came up to us and were telling us how great it was and it just it felt good and we were like yeah well it was great it was yeah. like the way it would have been. just six hours away from home people liked us it was an extraordinary feeling yeah or you get like you know the one comment where somebody comes back to your Facebook and says hey I saw you guys and I really liked you or whatever else yeah, you know yeah. just like the littlest things and I, I think that's one thing that I've learned through doing this podcast and what's cool about it is it kind of gets me out in Evansville and doing some stuff that I wouldn't normally do at uh, this late stage of my existence but um, <laughs> going out there and seeing you guys really brought me back to how it was playing those kind of shows and I feel like you guys are you know doing it exactly right you know keeping your friends in it um, supporting other people, so so that's really good to see. Also, too, that show, I just want to loop back real quick because I forgot to say this. So that show was your guys' EP release, right? Yeah. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the making of an EP because you guys have an actual full EP that has a real CD case and a real <laughs> yeah. And you guys are on Spotify. I listen to you all on Spotify. I mean, it's kind of like, um, it's cool because, you know, I mean, it has to start feel like a real thing to you guys right yeah, it absolutely. does because i use spotify all the time and just seeing my name in my recent searches yeah, really cool and whenever you hear a song on your phone and you look at it and it's your band and yeah. it's your album art it's and it doesn't sound like crap yeah, we worked really yeah. hard for that yeah, yeah. We, did. we did yeah so tell me a little bit about that because we whenever uh i'd ever we always would just do it in our basement and we'd mix it with audacity and it was horrible <laughs> so like your guys' <laughs> stuff sounds like a real thing so where'd you go and how'd you do that we uh mm-hmm. we went and recorded with a man named jack daniels and uh and his studio's name is Sick Tone Studio. It's down in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Oh, cool. Yeah, and we went down there. We had to, unfortunately, break it up, you know, money and time and yeah. work schedules and everything else. But we spent and, and different members because yeah. Evan, Evan played drums on three of the songs in the first session. Yeah, a friend of mine. Oh, from, yeah. A high school friend of mine was in, I was in bands with. He, he's a drummer for a band from Paducah, okay. Kentucky, uh, called Summits. So we had that connection with Jack through him. That's and cool. he also had a connection through In yeah. Fears End. Yeah, I heard In Fears End album, and I was like, this, this just sounds amazing. Who did your yeah. stuff? And I got in contact with Jack, and Jack just gave me a price and gave us a date, and we went over there and recorded. And the, <laughs> the, cool, the cool thing about Jack is, like, he, not to, like, name drop or anything, but he's in a pretty established metal act by the name of uh, War of Ages mm, yeah. sound on uh, what's it uh, Face Down Records yeah. is that right yeah, yeah. yeah. And and familiar yeah and hope, he's in, and hope for the Dying as well so like he really knows what it takes to make like a professional like yeah. ass kicking kind of you know, metal yeah. record and the experience of working with him it was like having a an unofficial like six member of the band right he had so much input and helped us take the arrangements that we had and made them better Mm -hmm. and then it was like so we did 
the process was weird because like usually when albums are made you know you go in the drums are tracked first mm-hmm. but with this ep the process was we get in and we figured out the arrangements with like program drums and then recorded the guitars and bass yeah. and then vocals and then we went back to a different studio owned and operated by uh rick king yeah rick king um king sound studios or king studios in Patuga, Kentucky, nice facility in his house. Oh yeah, yeah. And recorded the drums there, and that was weird because like I'm hearing like final versions of songs that I'm tracking to, so all the guesswork is gone. But like it was, yeah. a, it was a cool process, and it lent itself to a mm-hmm. good result, I think. So yeah, Brick King and Jack both labeled themselves as producers, and they followed through. They're incredible. I mean, without a doubt, I would love to go back, and we definitely plan to. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys definitely have to listen to to these guys' tracks because they sound just like anything that you would hear on you, you know anybody else you search on Spotify. Um, and yeah, I can see why you guys are working so much now <laughs> yeah. getting this professional yeah. stuff done. Yeah. Um, and can just because I think people would probably be curious about it. So like that's the recording process. So what's the process of you know actually putting that through, getting it manufactured? Like how does that work? So. Basically, uh, what I did was I went through DistroKid. Okay. Uh, DistroKid is a service made by a musician. I can't remember what band he's in, but he's a, he's, a, he's in a famous band. And he said that he was tired of like people being a third-party vendor and taking all this money and mm-hmm. keeping it. And he created his own where it's just like $35 a month, or a year, sorry. $35 a year, you keep all the proceeds for it. And he just throws it up on everything you want. And it's nice. like... Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Google Deezer, Play. Google Play, Amazon Music, and like a bunch of other stuff that I've Tidal never heard of. It everywhere, man. Yeah, it, it goes everywhere for thirty-five bucks. That's the yeah. nice package where you can like put whatever date, like you want to schedule a date for it. Oh, the release and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But if you just want to like put it out there, if it's unofficial, then it's like twenty bucks, and they'll just be like, when we get to putting it out, it'll we'll do. Out. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> gotcha. So like, and the actual physical media. What uh, what's the process on getting that put out? Uh, Tyler did a lot of Photoshop work to get it. We went through this uh, website called Kanaki, and it was a sketchy, sketchy website. It looked like it hasn't been updated since 1993, <laughs> and like it was just a white page with just the simplest like do this, do this, do yeah. this, and then send me your money. So, <laughs> but the Jangle Sheep had went through it, oh, sure. so yeah, we trusted that it worked. Yeah, and Tyler sat all day and. Did everything that it asked it to, and we sent it off. Uh, cool. we, for the album art itself, we did outsource that because yeah. we figured we professional quality on the recordings. We wanted professional quality on everything. Yeah, else. and we went through a man named Kendall Johns or Kendall Johns. Yeah, Kendall Johns does incredible work, <clears throat> and he will like if you don't like it, he will do it again, and he will work until you're satisfied. And I mean, very plain and acceptable price on it all. And it's, it's like, sort of like it's like uh, realism art. If that's the right term, or something. Yeah, he actually makes. The, the hand and the, the heart is actually yeah. made, so it's that's awesome. Yeah, like I guess. Do they ship that out to you guys afterwards? That'd be a cool thing. Yeah, I pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's got to be cool. Um, just at the end of the day, like say nothing else ever happens, right? You guys stop playing, you hate each other, whatever. You have this physical CD right. in your hand. They're like, "Yeah, I made the CD." My dad uh, the other day was cleaning out some stuff at his house. He found the CD that we had. 
and I still had like some sentimental value on that CD, mm-hmm. um, and you know immediately got it popped it in my CD player. You know, of course, sure. that's been years ago. So that's that's something cool, and it's like it's cool to say you know, hey, I've created something, and especially like what you guys did, you created something like real and super professional sounding, and kind of on that note, I want to talk about the music video you guys did for Disintegrate, the song I was talking about before. Um, I think like if people look you up, that's probably the first thing that pops up now. Yeah. Is is this, you know, Disintegrate, you got the bracket official music video, like the whole deal. So tell me about shooting that. Like where'd you do it? How'd you do it? I think my next door hurts from headbanging. We did (laughs) practice spot, our usual practice spot. It's called Peckerwood. As crude as that sounds, uh, we usually practice in a pig pen and you know, we practice there like in the summer. And we were just like, you know, this would be a cool place to shoot a music video. It's just, it's open, it's rugged, it's overgrown. I mean, it's just, it's got all the aspects that you would want in a darker song. Just kind of the ruggedness, you know. So y'all are just out there whooping. And we're, somebody's and sweating. pulling a car up there and just playing the song, you know, press play, and then we act like we're playing. It. Yeah, it's that crazy. Is it's, it's a crazy it, experience. It's You're lugging playing. all of your gear out into the middle of a field. You have thousands of dollars in the middle of the field, and it starts yeah. raining, but you cannot break the shot. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So who uh, who did you guys have shoot it for you? <clears throat> Joseph Samuel from. He's a guy we met through this band called The Wise Man's Fear. They are amazing. I recommend checking them out, especially if you like us. They are. A fantasy core they're really good that sounds awesome so they uh that's what you had out doing the video and yeah. how long did it take like how long you're out there six hours wow. i was about if to say that, six if that if that yeah it just a been because there was a lot of like all right we're gonna do your shot and then he'd do like four or five takes of like the full song and yeah. then he'd go do another person and then we'd then all rained, get together we'd then, get then it, then it yeah. rained we'd go get some mcdonald's you know how that goes <laughs> <laughs> Shooting a music video is it's actually extremely difficult, especially if like you're a self conscious person because all oh, eyes yeah. are on you. Yeah. And you're listening to your song. You're not actually I mean, you're actually playing it but you cannot hear what you right, are doing. Right. Yeah. And you're trying to look cool and everything else. <laughs> we don't look cool, definitely. And, and that's the worst part of it is you're you like you're trying to look cool to like put on this. You know, because it's a video, it's kind yeah. of a theatrical element. I mean, we don't have, like, actors or anything. Right. But, you know, it's still a video people are going to watch. So for entertainment value, you got to <laughs> kind of put on a little show while you're playing. Right. Right. And, yeah. like, you're trying so hard to be cool, and you're like, man, I like, probably look stupid. And, <laughs> yeah. There's some shots of me and all of us that was like, huh, that's... You look stupid. I thought that looked stupid. <laughs> yeah. And the guitar I was playing was in a totally different tuning. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and it, it's cool because you guys are probably going to look at that every time and remember shooting it. But if somebody just watches it, I mean, it looks like a music video, you know? Yeah. I, I've thought about it since we made that video. Like, I've watched other videos and, like, man, I bet that dude felt really, really stupid yeah. doing that. Especially you're doing your solo shots, right? So, like, yeah. are, are you, like, in a position where you're by yourself, just you, and you yep. got to go through the whole song by yourself? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all of us were doing yeah. that. <laughs> and we're all sitting there watching. Yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> and we were cracking jokes the whole time too. Yeah. Um, oh, there, there is a like a, a moment. There's a couple moments that that I look back on, like at the when I watch the video. But like when I'm watching some of my shots, the sticks you'll see these black markings over it. That's because the sticks are actually broken, and we gorilla taped them. That's gorilla hilarious. <laughs> I see that. I saw that. Maybe you got your headphones in, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headphones. Headphones. yeah. yeah. My pants are unzipped. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> pants are not unzipped. You're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they probably were unzipped at a point. 
So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of response to the video, it seems like. Um, I know, I saw you guys, I uh, followed your Facebook page, and I saw you said that it got 10,000 views, and I saw it on Facebook. It's almost 11,000 now. Yeah. So, like, how does that feel for you guys? Awesome, because before this, we had recorded two EPs prior. There's a reason you probably haven't heard them yet, (laughs) and it's because the sound of them just weren't up to what we wanted but we expected them to be but just the fact that we've released maybe four songs out of all the songs we've recorded and this has gotten more views just on facebook alone than all those four songs together got on soundcloud on youtube yeah on put together a, B, C, whatever right. social media platform you want to say. So you know a lot of those people uh, out of the 10,000. I mean, I, I don't even assume you guys know 10,000 people, right? So, like, there yeah. are people out there hearing your music for the first time as as just fans of music, you know what I mean? Not yeah, your friends, right. so that's huge. And I noticed, I mean, you, you got 11,000 there. There's, like, 1,000 on YouTube. So, I mean, you put all this together, you guys are starting to get some real reach out there. Is that something you guys promote, like, monetarily to, like, get the video out there more? Or is it just, like, all grassroots stuff we do publish posts and promote them on facebook and right everything else. i mean i do too so i mean yeah no yeah i mean <laughs> we sponsor it but we only like we've only done it for like a week and when it finished we were at like i think 10.1 thousand and now we're well, at 11 so i can't get to going by itself yeah it's, it's just yeah. something yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Still cool watch it nine it's times. a <laughs> <laughs> that's what it it's, is guys. it's a good mixture of like grassroots because like we'll we'll all like talk about it like hey what song are we going to like promote right now like are we going to share this video Let's all share this video kind of deal. But, like, also, like, we, we will do, like, buying an advertisement. We'll, we'll do that on Facebook. Just, like, a little bit of money. Some people might look down on it. But no, it's, a, yeah. it's a business practice, you know. Absolutely. Almost like anything else, you know, when a, when a store invests in a, in a billboard or whatever, that's what we're doing. We just want to get our stuff in the face of people that we don't know. When you're on your personal Facebook pages and you're promoting all the time, your friends who aren't oh, yeah. really music people, they're going to be like, dude, we get it. You're in a band. <laughs> so we're trying to cater to people that like care about music. Yeah. So It's such an interesting <laughs> thing because like, back when I was doing it, people before me, like that wasn't even a, a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is my first um, kind of foray into it, doing the podcast stuff. I, I made my first post with, um, you know, like, hey, episode one's out. It's like, do you want to boost this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I think that's so, how I found you. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah. There you go. And look, and look, now we're all sitting yeah. here in my house now recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that is cool. And I think it's something that you have to... You have to kind of approach it as a business if you do want people to see it, and if you do want to catch that break, like it's not going to usually just happen for you. You got to do something. So yeah, I think that's really cool. Absolutely, music, music videos, and basically anything regarding professional music, you get what you pay for, and that statement applies to music more than just about anything else. Yeah. Because I mean, if you see somebody shares a music video and the quality looks bad and the song sounds bad, you're probably going to click away. I mean, it may be a great song, but it doesn't get the light of day because of the quality of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is why Salute to December really never made it big. (laughs) (laughs) Continue to push that envelope. We're looking to better everything we've done. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as, you know, everything that I've heard from you guys, and I'll be honest, I mean, I'm a fan at this point. I've listened to... Um, you know, all the stuff that you guys have available and, um, you know, you're in my favorites list on Spotify. So you're doing it. You're doing it. You know what I mean? You're really doing it. One thing, uh, one thing that is really cool before we move on. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, I guess, sharing it and promoting it. Uh, there were a lot of people who previously, like I've always had on my friends list, like people that we just like 
went to high school with who are now like noticing that this is something and they're actually like messaging me and telling me that this is really cool and i think that's probably the coolest thing to me is that people who thought it was dumb like (laughs) five months ago like now we're like oh that's pretty cool yeah Yeah, you guys have a music video there's a cd yeah you're on evansville's hottest podcast so (laughs) one thing i wanted to talk to you guys too about is um i know you guys are talking about wanting to take it professionally and stuff so where do you guys see the band uh, I put five years down here, but let's just say next year. Like, where do you guys see it next year? What do you, where do you want to be at? Progressing further than we are Australia. now. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I just know I want to start writing more stuff and figuring out ways to get to more people, get yeah. on, get out more. Like, playing at Evansville is fun. It's very convenient, but... It's also really nice playing out of town. It's necessary to pay to play out of town. So what do you got? I mean, in Evansville, I'm thinking like, you know, all the places that I um, played at and went to when I was your guys' age, uh, like in my early 20s, are pretty much all rubble now. So whenever you're talking about playing your PG, you got the Wired. Um, Where else you guys play? In? We Docs. actually got our start. Docs. We actually got our start two years ago at Sortie Arts and Music. If you remember that, it was down on Main Street. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then it burned down. It burned down. You're right. Yeah. They, Fun fact. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Dear Madness, our very first show in Evansville was with our prior band, and Dear Madness was called Discard Hands at the time. They were a different. They had a couple different members, but mm-hmm. that's how we met those dudes, which. is that's really cool that they got to play our EP release show and also yeah. like our first official show. Right, right. So. As far as playing in Evansville, it's always been Sortie, and then after that burned down, there was Sortie 2. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to that place. And then there's PG and there's Wired, and that's, yeah. that's yeah. what it's been as long as we've been in the game. Got the yeah. Hilltop, if that counts. As any. Yeah, the, the Hilltop. Hilltop. You guys play at the Hilltop. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. The Hilltop Inn. The brain sandwich no. place. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Where's no, the hilltop? Uh, the hilltop about? is uh, that's, that's not. You can't consider that. That's Boonville, though, right? Yeah. That's, right? I guess that's not Boonville. Okay. It's like uh-huh. it's in Boonville. It's uh, this guy Addison Norrington. Okay. He, uh, he has a venue. It's not an official venue, but like he has like a, a garage that fits bands really well. So. Yeah. That's fun, and he gets like some some good bands. Yeah. Regionally yeah, he, touring acts. He's yeah. definitely pulling in bands that normally wouldn't come through, which is really yeah. cool. I want to see more people do that, he, especially he, around here. He's an outsider that is trying. That's what's really really cool. Love to see more of that happening. I you know when the Hatch was here, uh, shout out Clinton Heather. But uh, whenever it was here, there were some people that would come through that I'd say, you know, I think these people are in Evansville, you know, yeah. like um, just like not the like Norma Jean uh, played the hatch. Um, a lot of, you know, hardcore bands, but just like 1123 had uh, Terror, Bane, Ringworm, like a lot of these bands that are coming through Evansville um, that you wouldn't expect to see here. And I'd like to see more of that go on because I feel like it, there's almost a little bit of a lull. Um, here recently in it, but it's right cool now. that somebody's doing it in Boonville. Yeah, yeah it's for really, sure. It's really, really cool. I seen this post on Facebook one day that said that uh, you would pay a hundred dollars to go see your favorite touring artist, but you wouldn't pay five dollars to go watch your friend. Yeah, and sure. that kind of hits at home, and that's what makes it. It's such a big deal that somebody from the outside is trying. Somebody on our level is trying to build something, and that's incredible. And you have to respect that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Kind of on the note of talking about you know the music in Evansville. Is there anybody? that you guys want to shout out, anybody that you guys work with in Evansville, band-wise, promoter-wise, venue-wise? Yeah, I, I think the top ones for me are uh, Summits. They've, I feel like they've helped us a lot in a way, and they might not know it just because Evan did our drums 
for the first half, and then I don't know. They just kind of pushed us to go to Jack's because their album just sounded phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fourth right. Fourth right. Eddie helped us out a lot. Eddie helped us uh, when we opened up for Cane Hill. Eddie Goble, yeah, he's the drummer for Fourth Right. We we had to open up for Cane Hill, but well, we didn't have to, but we did. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, we yeah. we kind of ran into it. We got into an impasse with our original drummer, and you know things didn't work out. Sure, we yeah. already had the show booked, and Eddie stepped in and it helped us a lot. Yeah, Todd and uh, David and Kara. Very cool. Yeah, and I so you guys have a a uh, on call uh, band photographer. It sounds like. <laughs> from what I was seeing there. Yep, uh, my girlfriend is our band photographer as of now. Uh, Hollister Photos on Instagram, if you're interested. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Love to get the shout outs in there. Everybody likes to hear, you know, a little bit, hey, what's going on? Who's in Evansville doing stuff? Helping and people out. Brendan O'Hearn. O'Hearn. He takes phenomenal photos as well. Yeah. And to your wife for these awesome cookies. Yes. yes. Uh, in the uh, in the tradition of the podcast, my wife has made cookies for these young men. Which I love. And uh, today we're on a white chocolate cranberry mm-hmm. homemade cookie. That's so really cranberry. Good. There you Pretty go. Peek in Shout out to Arlie, my wife. So if anybody wants to, after hearing this uh, incredible episode for the podcast, <laughs> whenever they're listening to it, they want to hear your music, where can they go? Where's the best place to go to hear your music, to see you guys, to interact with you on social media? Uh, you can definitely interact with us on Facebook. That's where we are most active. Yeah, uh, we're probably second most active on Instagram, which isn't much. Uh, Twitter, we're not as active, but we're there. We post occasionally. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream music, you can find us uh, except SoundCloud. Gotcha. Yeah, SoundCloud, fifteen bucks a month if you want to have that unlimited streaming. But anyway, I thought they uh, were on their way out. <laughs> speaking of streaming services, man, I hope not because that's where I host all my podcasts. Right? Sound, <laughs> SoundCloud, <laughs> right? SoundCloud is like important for like like young up and comers. Um, I think. I think Little Pump saved it. Yeah, Little Pump, Little Pump, and probably Chance the Rapper saved the rap game. Saved well, saved the entire platform though, just with their streaming. Yeah, some birds. Um, <laughs> sorry, just since we were talking about streaming, like, yeah. Well, in, my mind. in fact, if you listen to any of my podcasts, the next song that will play is a Lil Pump song. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So anyway, go out listen to these guys' <laughs> music. And, and next show, where are you guys gonna have your next uh, next show at? Wired. Wired. Okay. On February twenty fourth with Forthright, Vices. Exit Wounds, formerly known as Vices de Vales, and Old Poet. And great, some great coffee. Yeah, yeah and some, some great, great coffee. coffee. <laughs> Not a band, it's just great coffee. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, sit down with me and talk on the podcast. I see nothing but great things in your all's future, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can get back together whenever you guys are are doing your next world tour. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into this episode, and be sure to check out Torn Confidence wherever you get your music, either on Spotify, iTunes youtube etc like i said during the interview it was really cool to see some young guys out there grinding and working hard on their dream here in evansville i hope that you enjoyed this episode as always i really appreciate your feedback and if you have anything you haven't shared you can always get with me through the facebook page or at contact at waydie.com as always if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast get with me and we'll make it happen uh like probably no promises but there's a good chance uh anyway 
If you're liking the podcast, the most powerful thing you could do is to share the Facebook page or one of the podcast posts to your page. It helps get the word out, and it is very appreciated. You can also rate and subscribe on iTunes if you feel so inclined. If you made it this far into the podcast, you're a real trooper, and I appreciate it. Thanks again. See you next time.